you could die anytime. Anybody could, you know, anyone could die anytime.、Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do today? Hi, you're listening to season two of Love Life Millennials. Have a listen and enjoy. I was just thinking, you know, as an outsider or as a friend during that period of time of hardship for you, do you think it's better for us to let you be, to let you be drunk and hungover, like to be drowned in your depression, or do you think we should actually actively reach out to you and ask how are you and how can we help, or do you think it would be something that is disturbing at at that point of your life? I think reaching out is good, even if. During that period, where I don't want to talk to meet people and just want to be sad.、Mm. At least knows, at least I know that there's people that love me and support me、mm-hmm. and are there for me. That helps me get out of the funk more. Right, right.、Mm-hmm. Kevin, were you ever angry with what happened to someone or to a certain god or entity in this world? No, I personally wasn't. My grandma, my grandma is still. Though、mm. she lost all three of her kids and her husband, she's alone in Taiwan, and she's—I still talk to her. I can't even go over there because they don't allow Americans to go.、Mm. She would say things like, "Hey, I used to believe in a higher power, God. Now I just don't believe it anymore. I do not believe in it."、And、she tells me this every week. It's like I don't believe in it. They're trying、wow. to make me pray to the gods. You know, I have family members trying to get her to temple or whatever to pray, and, she, and she's just like, "No, I don't believe in it. I think it's." It's cruel. It's unfair.、Mm. I got I got fucked over. That's what she thinks.、Mm-hmm. She thinks she got the worst deal, and、mm-hmm. and it really does suck for her to lose all three of her kids and her husband, and her being stuck in Taipei by herself.、Um, she has it the worst out of all of us, because at least my dad, you know, has us, you know, our kids here in the U.S. with him,、mm-hmm. and you know, I, I'm moving on. And before, when I was in China, I used to visit her and my grandpa once a month. It was so convenient; it only takes an hour to fly from Shanghai to Taipei.、Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would see her every month. But now I can't really do it. I'm in the U.S. and coronavirus. Yeah, it's very hard for me to go there. I don't know what to do.、Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. She she's in a bad spot. She doesn't want to come to the U.S. either. So、right. I, I don't know how this is going to work. Is it still going until today?、Um, is what still going? Um, her bitterness. Yes, yes, she's bitter.、Mm-hmm. I talk to her at least a few times a week. I mean, she has her ups and downs. It's not. I don't really see this going any other way. It'd have to be I move back to, to Taipei and be with her, which in my position sort of impossible because I'm getting married. I'm in、mm-hmm. the U.S. I'm taking over. I actually already did took over the family business,、mm-hmm. and so I don't. I can't get over there. Right. She doesn't want to come here, so、mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to. Do. I don't know. I really don't know what to do about it. I have right. no solution. For it. I'm still、yeah. thinking about it. I think it's a bit hard. Yeah, for yeah. for bitter people, I feel like we will try to add as many sugar as we can, but ultimately, it's their choice to take that tablespoon of sugar and pour it into their. Drink. Otherwise, they will forever be as bitter as they can be. So I think you did your part there. And Kevin, I've I listened to you, and I feel like you do have some very nice self recovery method. I would say, 
um, but is, is there any person that really helped you or is there any person that specifically come to your mind when I ask you they are particularly there for you my sister mm. she, she is she's two years older than me do you have any siblings I do I have two older sisters I am the smallest <laughs> how, how old, much older are they So my second sister is two years apart and my first is like eight years apart. So my eldest sister is like my second mom. <laughs> yeah, and she's a lot. She's also larger in age than your the yeah. second sister. So, yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, you're the same as me. You have an older sister that's two years older. And that's that's pretty close actually to you in age. Mm -hmm. So she she went through everything I did with my mom. You know, we grew up in the same house, the same environment, the same culture. And we have all this shared experience together. And she was, you know, she's going through the same thing. She feels the same thing I feel. It's going through the same thing I am. And so being there for each other, her being there and me being there for her really, really helped us through this. Mm. You know, and we're the same age group, right? My dad is also helpful too, but it's different. It's his wife and he's older. It's just way, you know, we didn't have the same experience going together. And of course, it's more like me supporting my dad than him supporting me. You know, you know mm, that, mm, that sort of mm, thing. But my sister, we're like equals, right? And so right. it's supporting each other on an equal level. And so she was, she was the one, she was the one that was the most helpful. And I to right. her because mm. we were we talk to each other every day, and all these things, and, and and talk about the things that that mom, you know, how we felt about mom, and mm. and how things are better for her now that she's not in that pain anymore, and. And all this stuff. So yeah, she was she was the main person right. for sure. I can't I can't imagine my life without her. And right. pe mm. people who have siblings should all be considered very fortunate to have them because a lot of people don't. Yeah, yeah, especially in China with their single child policy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to totally. Funny, like when I was a kid. I used to really hate my sister. We bicker a lot. We fought. <laughs> and I, there was a point in time where I was yeah. super angry and I said, I wish I don't have a sister. But now, you know what? Looking back, I would slap my own face and said, you, you, you got to appreciate her, man. She will play an important role in your life. And I can definitely relate to what you're saying just now. That's part of the growing process is mm. fighting with your siblings, fighting each other and hating them. It's part of, it just makes, it just makes you guys closer together eventually mm. over time you know you would grew up hate get to play with them and fighting about it and hitting each other i don't know about you but me and my sister Whoa. we hate each other we like, scratch each other, other. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah we like pulled each other's hair and kicked each other and stuff yeah we're crazy back then so, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah good times <laughs> there's a quote that i remember a rope will only be stronger when they're intertwined so i guess when you're fighting you're you're right you're actually being more and more intimate and closer Kevin, so for you personally, what do you think you learn from this? Like, aside from the coping up method or you trying to move on, do you feel like there's something that deeply resonates with you, like a certain message? Yeah, totally. Life, life, the main thing is life is short. You're not going to live forever. You could die anytime. Anybody could, you know, anyone could die anytime. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? What are you going to do today? What are you going to do tomorrow? Given the fact that life is so limited, you got to choose that path. You got to balance short-term happiness and long-term happiness. So mm. you got to think long-term. You got to think long-term. You got to be smart about 
what are you going to do long term? But you got to live things like it's short term. That makes、oh, any sense. I like that. So, I like that.、Mm-hmm. And, and now it's like, you know, when I think about stuff, now I look at things very different. So when I think about my friends, when you think about life is short, it's like、mm-hmm. you don't have friends just because you have friends. You're not friends with them because they're there, but you have history. You have friends with them because you have a shared value system, you have a bond. You don't need、mm-hmm. to be friends with them if you don't want to. You、mm-hmm. have a choice.、Mm-hmm. If they're not there for you or if they make you feel like shit, If they're really, you know, if, if, they're, if they're a jealous type of person, if they're really pushing you down, they're not a positive influence in life. If they're not a type of person that is making you the best person you could be, and、mm-hmm. you don't need to be friends with them. Right. And so I, you know, so I got to reevaluate, it helps me reevaluate things. Who's poisonous in my life? You know,、mm-hmm. I don't want to be a dick to them and be like, okay, you're out of my life. <laughs> but yeah, at least, you know, you can think about it and talk to them about it like, hey, like, you know, I, I, Value our friendship, but I don't really like these things. I think we can work on it. And if that doesn't work, then you sort of move on. And so that's one thing. And with career and jobs, it's for me, I was really career driven and financially driven. Now I'm not working for money anymore. I'm doing something that I love and I want to do. But of course, you have to make a living, right? So you got to think about that too. So, like, <laughs> how do you find something that supports you financially, but you also love to do? You don't need to. Take something that you hate. If that option's there, don't take that, right? And don't choose the option that you hate yourself and your life just to make a bunch of money for, for long term.、Mm-hmm. To buy, maybe you want to buy a house or you want a good retirement. So you want to suffer for 10 years. What if you die tomorrow, right? You spend your life busting your ass off to save money to buy a house or save money to retire early and then you die tomorrow. Like you really didn't live your life, did you?、Right. And so with my mom, she didn't. My parents are very smart with their assets, a little bit too smart. They're too frugal. And so they could go on vacations every year if they want. But I never, my mom never did that. She didn't really live life. She's been saving her money her whole life, trying、mm-hmm. to pass it on to me and Angela and, and not live it herself. And so I just feel bad thinking about my mom. I just wish she would have spent money to make her happy or done things to make her happy without just thinking long term all the time. I was always thinking long term. Mm. So, long term is good. Again, long term is good. You got to think long term. But if you're always thinking that, you're not thinking about today, too, it's really a sad thing. You don't know when your parents are going to pass or your sister is going to pass. Spend time with them. Tell them you love them. You know, be there、yeah. for them. Send them a gift. I've been sending, you know, recently, I've been sending friends gifts more. You know, I know what their address is. Just send them something small. Buy something on Taobao or Amazon. Just send it. It could be like five, ten dollars. Just send、mm. it to them. I'll、it's、send、so、you my、nice. address. It's, Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell me your address. Tell me something. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I feel like this kind of message, we hear it every day. Life is short. Life is short. But we never really understood the gravity of this phrase until we have someone closest to us running out of time. So we have 86,400 seconds in a day, right? So how do we make each second count?、Uh, I love the fact that. If there's any one word to summarize your learning, it's like just really perspective, right?、Um, life is finite, but at the same time, you have to live with an infinite mindset. Just to quote Simon Sinek here,、uh, I like when you say it's think long, but then execute short. So you do have long term goals, but also trying to maximize what you can do today. I mean, because we never know how we will pass away 
even from the movie Final Destination. I'm not sure if you've watched that, but there are a lot of things in your house that can really kill you, right? <laughs> if there's anything that I could learn from that movie. I've seen I've seen those, and they really stretch that series out. You know, the first movie was good, <laughs> then they really pushed the envelope there. I know, but I was like, was wow. Last year, like, what are you doing? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Kevin, just imagine, okay, if you were transported back, let's say a month before all these super fucked up things happened, and you knew what would happen to you. What do you think you will do differently? Just curious. I would have came home earlier. That was actually one of my regrets. My mom wanted me to go to China. She was mm-hmm. supportive of it. She she thought, you know, it's really good for my career, actually, my growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't get to spend as much time with my mom. I was away for eleven years. You're away too. You're in China, away from mm-hmm. your family. Mm-hmm. So the last eleven years, I saw my mom what, once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. And so when my mom got diagnosed with with cancer, I should have came home earlier, mm-hmm. spent more time with her. But I'm very fortunate to be with my mom during the last couple months in her life, being there for her, taking care of her every day. It's, mm-hmm. Some people think of it as a job because it really is stressful mm-hmm. and a lot of work and depressing. But I wanted, you know, you want to help your mom. I want to help change my mom's diaper. I want to help. Cook things for her. I want to help my mom unload her pee bags and throw that away. I thought that was an honor. It, wow, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's it's dirty. It's dirty work. It's heavy stuff. I want to do it. Yeah, and she did it for you when you were back as a toddler and or even a baby, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I also personally experienced this just a couple of months ago. So I've been super busy with everything. But only until one day suddenly, actually, it's a common disease or a common thing that happened to older people. It's like my mom developed this cataract. So for those of you who don't know what a cataract is, like basically your eye will develop an additional layer of skin that would hinder or completely block your vision for certain cases. And that just hit me like a truck. I mean, it wasn't even it was not even until the extent of death, but it was enough to jump scare me and give her a call and. Just to imagine the next time I'm having a video call with her, she will only be looking at me with one and a half eye. That really, yeah, gave me a lot of deep emotions, and I was super scared. But luckily, I think we are. Do- uh, my mom is doing some treatment, and it's been doing her some good. But yeah, as I said, a lot of us we never really understood this, the the depth or the weight of this word. Life is short until we really experience it in our own inner circle. But yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kevin, that was such a warm story. As I said, I have listened to this twice, but still, I can really feel the raw emotion and the. I I can't even put a word on your struggle, man. I was I'm just amazed that you were able to actually get up from there, and you were, you actually did a sharing about this in front of the stage that really showed your vulnerability, but at the same time, it also shows how strong you are as a person. Thank you so much. Thank you, and and that it was also that was also part of the healing process as well too. Mm, putting it out there, right? How, putting out there, and, and also thinking about how it could help other people if they're mm. going through the same thing. Correct, correct. So, yeah. yeah, if I can summarize what Kevin did here is, there are two things that we can always do. First is we need to zoom out. We need to put 
things on from a bird's eye point of view. So don't put all those depression, all those pain into ourselves. So think about others. And the second thing is also try not again because you're not trying to focus on this particular wound. Try to also improve other areas of your life and in that in that way i think it would be much much easier for you to continue healing and it, the process will be much faster is there anything that you want to add kevin before we close um no i i really enjoyed having this conversation much better than doing a toastmaster speech because we can re- interact with each other <laughs> it's very nice i really like your podcast mm-hmm. um, it, it's very unique concepts and i wish you much success Wow. Happy to Thank talk you, man. to you again sometime in the future. Thank you, man. Don't forget my address, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that will be it for Kevin's story. I hope you who have been listening can at least get one or two from his story. I feel like this is very I wouldn't say common, but at the same time we we often meet this kind of situation a lot, right? So, what I want to share is Kevin's mentality throughout all of these even though he was a feeler but he was able to also maintain a little bit of a balance uh, he was not uh, he didn't let things to go into his head too much but in- instead he was able to zoom out lens out and thereby being able to slowly and slowly recover and climb back up if you are in that position and you feel like you needed some help you needed to ask some questions you need some people to clarify for you feel free to reach out to Kevin and me i will leave some of their some of our details in the description below so as always i thank you so much for listening i hope you have a good day have a great weekend and an even better one ahead for now let's say bye bye to Kevin bye bye thank you